following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I've heard you say before in the, the conversation on addiction that there is a, a, a misconception really that once an addict, always an addict. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I know many people who at one time had an addiction to whatever the drug of choice would be. I mean, it could be alcohol. I'm, I'm thinking right now about a precious uh, friend of mine. I didn't know her when she was addicted, but um, for her, now this is not the norm, but when she became a Christian, uh, the addiction was gone and she knew that was not normal but uh, it was her situation but this is the truth recovery is a journey a journey with multiple steps Uh, the journey is not defined by addiction in other words addiction is considered a, a chronic condition, meaning always present in the body and the brain, yet it can be treated and managed like other chronic conditions. And many people who struggle with addiction, uh, they, and if they do seek help, uh, and if they ultimately recover to go on living literally long lives, productive lives, um, they need to know that they can change, uh, especially those who have God literally allowing him to take control of their lives, giving their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, depending on him for healing and recovery. That's what occurred to my friend Sue. Um, but, but there are other misconceptions. Um, if you just use a little willpower, you can overcome your addiction. Hmm. Well, using substances, um, it, it can change the chemistry in the brain, specifically the areas that release feelings of pleasure and relaxation. And these areas sometimes are called the reward circuit, the reward circuit that tells the body when it experiences something good and wants to experience that again, that good feeling. As someone begins to use and abuse a substance, uh, whether it's any kind of drug or alcohol, the brain chemistry starts to change. The reward circuit tells the body that it likes how it feels and it wants more, thus making those uh, cells less available. The result is the person's brain requires more and more of that substance to achieve the same feelings of pleasure that it had at the beginning. Eventually, the person will say, I can't escape this powerful pull of this substance 
even when they desperately want to stop. So the point is, be aware, this is not just a little willpower. Uh, addiction alters their brain function to the point where uh, a person cannot function without the substance or without help. That's why we need outside people who can help and help provide the specific ways to go. That, that's why we have keys on this topic. We call them keys, keys for living. Um, and um, we give how do you overcome whatever the addiction is. Um, now, some will say, well, alcohol is different from other drugs. Well, not really. It, what sets alcohol apart from other drugs is that it is readily available, easy to purchase, um, meaning like over-the-counter, and uh, it's consumed in specific doses. That's classic. But the risk for intoxication and abuse and addiction are just as real and as dangerous as any drug that is used recklessly. Um, now, sometimes you'll hear you just have to hit rock bottom before you can get well. Well, um, no, you don't have to hit rock bottom. Some people do. Uh, this myth is actually kind of a dangerous one because hitting rock bottom could mean the user has finally reached to the point where it's too late, uh, where they're, they commit suicide. Or, uh, But everybody's rock bottom is different. I wouldn't use that term, even though I've heard it used a number of times. For some, it may mean ending up on the street, being homeless, destitute, uh, or having a near-fatal overdose. Other people may not need to experience such drastic circumstances um, before seeking help for their substance uh, disorder. Uh, sooner, the sooner the better. The sooner someone gets help, the better. The Bible says, lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. That's the right attitude. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Karen Council Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, 
in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and your support of our ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd love to hear from you and give you a, a sense of a maybe a, a hope in your situation and, and guide you to that hope through our materials, through our resources. They'd like to talk with you and recommend the right resources to you from our library. Let me mention a couple of our keys for living. They're called alcohol and drug abuse, breaking free and staying free. We also have the keys for living called habits and addictions, success in self-control. Those and uh, so many other titles are available if you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Maybe you have uh, something that's going on in your life and you'd just like to have a discussion about that, a a dialogue with June Hunt on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And just call us. Uh, we'll leave a, you can leave a message, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can to see what questions you have and how we can help you the best. We'd like to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number again, 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-644-4817. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have a listener in Florida tonight. We welcome our... Uh, our caller, Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to Hope. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm blessed to talk with you. Thank you. How can we help you? Well, basically, um, my parents got divorced, and I've been trying to take care of my mom any way I can by trying to support her, getting phone numbers for her and getting her to bathe and change her clothes. And I'm just not sure, like, where, like, um, I don't feel really appreciated. I'm not sure, like, if she really wants the help. Like, we want her to move forward in life and um, be able to move past, like, the divorce. But she's been stuck on a lot of, like, hurt feelings, and she's been pretty angry. She's gotten to the point where she scratched up her car. Like, she scratched up her car with her keys on the side of her car. Oh, you mean, are you saying not... Because of an accident, but she's just taking her anger out on the car? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think so. I think she's been pretty angry. Like, she's just been, like, very upset. Like, she's like, my uncle would tell her to forgive and just to let go and to move forward in life and to let the person go in life. Like, just forgive them and let them go. And, um, 
she's had a lot of like hurt feelings and uh, a lot of anger towards everybody and she would just kind of isolate herself and I asked her if she was angry with God and she would say yes and you know I asked her if she prayed and she would say things like um not not really like she stopped going to church she had a drinking problem and um I wanted her to get some help and I got some phone numbers for her even like gateway like a place that 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 helps people with mm-hmm. with their drug addiction so I'm not sure like where the boundaries are like like you know like how to help your parents are like you know cuz she would hang up on me all the time and I would say I love you and I appreciate you we miss you and you know like we want you back in the family and we want you to get better and but she would just hang up on me and she would just laugh over the phone and when I asked her like are you my real mom or is everything all right and she would just laugh over the phone and she would say things like I thought that you, by you being at your age, you would be have much more progress and have be more, you know, more progress in your life. Like you'd be more progressive in your life at your age. Hmm. Well, let me ask how old she is. Your mom. She's about sixty-six. Okay. And uh, it, it, has she been having? Well, how long has she? I, I understand that she's divorced. How long has the divorce been uh, since, since she's been divorced? It's been a couple of years now. Okay, a couple of years. And was she having difficulty before that with anger? Um, she would tell me she was afraid of him, and she would tell me that she suffered from, like, like schizophrenia, I think. But... Um, you know, she would like, like I, I guess she she always wanted me to be in a mental hospital. Like, like I guess we we didn't always get along. We had like two different personalities. But she told me she was afraid of my dad, and like she she suffered from anger problems. But like, is that your question? Because uh, she did suffer from anger problems. She had broken the table with like a shovel before. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think she had, I don't think she had a drug addiction problem until like a couple years back. Like, and she would ask me, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, and I like music, like, from Miley Cyrus, like, about, like, like Party in the USA. That's what I like to listen to mm-hmm. for some reason. Like, for some reason, it was just, like, an addicting song. But now that I'm better, like, I don't I don't really listen to that kind of music. I just I just kind of regret, I, you know, like, regret the fact, you know, like, I have regrets, you know, like, where I try to listen to my parents. I try to be respectful but I wish I never touched their stuff. I wish I never lied to them. And and they told me, you don't really answer to a person. You don't give account to a human. But I, you know, I try to be respectful as I can, try to make up for everything I, I could any type of way I can. But I don't think she, like, you know, is ready to accept the help, even if there's people out there that want to counsel her or, you know what I'm saying, like if they give her therapy. I'm not sure if she's ready to accept all the help that's out there. Hmm. So what I'm hearing is that you have truly tried to do specific things to help her, and even you're aware of other... Uh, we, you've mentioned that since the, the divorce, it sounds like uh, she has had a drinking problem. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Does that mean... Has she been diagnosed as an alcoholic, or 
I'm not, not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Not that I know of. I'm not sure. Like she, she could have had an episode. Like I'm not really sure if like she, I didn't know that you could be diagnosed as as an alcoholic. I didn't think that. I didn't know that it was possible. Well, there are classic uh, symptoms, classic uh, examples uh, where you can look at, at characteristics. And um, there are important things that, and certain signs, um, like changes in mood and uh, appetite uh, or sleep, j just compulsive use of... Uh, alcohol. If it if it's uh, is it also any other drug or is or is it primarily the drinking? I think it's just primarily the drinking that she's been okay. doing. Yeah. So, and, and this is um, an area where many 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 people get help, uh, but you have to be willing to get help. Realize that um, what she can be dealing with is um, these cravings. Um, of course, there's typically secrecy and hiding um, uh, abuse, but um, there can be a loss of control. And typically, those who have an alcohol problem, uh, th those who are alcoholics, uh, they may not see that that's, that they would like to blame it on something else. And um, sometimes the denial keeps them longer from getting the help they need. And that's, I, I, I will just say, she won't be at her best as a mom, um, I hear your attempt and really respect that you try to be respectful. I, I respect that because at times when someone is abusive toward another and it sounds like she isn't, uh, isn't appreciative, as you've said, you don't feel appreciated, you're trying to help her, um, that doesn't mean that she can't ultimately recognize that you're trying to be there for her. Um, the anger um, is only going to, um, I'm going to use the term, push people away. Um, that it, 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 but as you've already said, she's also angry with God. Now, is she blaming God for not intervening uh, because of the divorce that happened about two years ago? Um, I think that, I think so, I think so. I think she's blaming people, too, as well. If that's what it sounds like, every time I talk to her on the phone... She would hold anger and say, how could you do that to me? How could you leave me for her? And, you know, I think she had just anger, like like a lot of anger towards the stepmom. And, which, you know, she can be rude, but, I, you know, like, it's just, you know, he can be rude, too. And 
I, I guess she just has a lot of unforgiveness, you know what I'm saying? And she doesn't know how to forgive. Like, for some reason, like, she doesn't, like, like for some reason, like, we try to get her to forgive and move forward in life. But we don't know how to get her to accept the fact of reality. And she said, you know, like, she even said, maybe you can introduce me to somebody. And I would love to introduce her to more people if I knew, you know, more Christian people in the in the city. But I'm not sure where to find the right people, like, you know, where she would meet the right people at. Because she told me she was, like, afraid of black people, for example, like black men. You know, like, she was, like, afraid of black people in general. Like, I'm not mm. sure, like... I'm not sure, like, how to introduce her to the right people, like, because I wanted her to get counseling help and talk to a doctor and psychiatrist, like, and just get to know people. And, um, but they can be kind of cold and harsh, too. You know, they would ask me, like, have you ever been disciplined? And I said, yes, I have been. I was, I was, I was, you know, seriously disciplined growing up. Even if I thought, even if I didn't know I was in the wrong, like, I was always disciplined pretty pretty harshly. Like, so I just thought mm. that with a girl, I just thought with a girl they would be a little bit more gentle. But, mm. mm-hmm. well, I'm not sure. it, um, are you, are you seeking, okay, help me know, what did you want Hope. What did you hope that we could accomplish on this call? I, I want to hear um, what, what is your desire, and I'm glad we're talking. I, I just thought maybe there was something wrong with me. I thought maybe there was something wrong with me, something I was doing. But basically, like, I didn't know, like, how far I should go to continue to help out or not. Like, you know what I'm saying, to continue to get phone numbers for my mom or not. Like, I wasn't sure whether if I should continue to get her the help you know she needed or let let things life work that play it out on its own you know like let her to introduce herself to other people and let her get all the help mm-hmm. she needs or or should i continue to care for her like i'm just not sure that's my question well how would you feel if you isolated yourself from her is that really going to be what will give you peace think so i don't think so i think the right thing to do is to keep an open communication and just forgive and just keep going forward in life i think i think you're 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 exactly right yeah no i i can tell that you are we you're wanting to make things as positive for her as possible Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You were listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics on the program tonight, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And they are available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to help you to get the right resources into your hands. Uh, they're, they're not just about uh, ordering product for you or uh, that kind of thing, but it's uh, really providing help for you when you need it the most. So call them and have that conversation with them. They'll be happy to help you out in uh, getting the right resources into your hands. So let me recommend one of our keys for living as uh, we're talking about this topic tonight. We'll uh, take a look at alcohol and drug abuse, breaking free and staying free. And you can talk to customer support about getting that or, again, whatever's going to help you the most. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you prefer to email them, you may do so at Customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And they'll be happy to answer your question. Well, let's return to our conversation with Lauren. Well, Lauren, uh, I'm glad we're talking because um, you, it would be helpful for you to know that uh, in the characteristics that uh, I've written, um, on the topic of alcohol and drug abuse um, in regard to emotions, um, the number one is anger. Uh, anger, anxiety, apathy, depression, um, could be guilt, you know, I made a bad choice, irritability, um, having shame, sometimes feeling I'm a bad person, and sudden mood swings. Um, those are, are classic. Anger is uh, a uh, secondary response to one of four uh, causes. Hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. And so the frustration could be there's nothing she can do um, if uh, she is divorced and um, you you indicated uh, that um, you know she, she would hang up on you, she would be disrespectful, 
um, and and doesn't it, it? And you said she can be rude. So know that some of this can be uh, an issue of alcohol abuse, uh, alcoholism. But um, what I hear is you care about your mother. And I know what it's like to have a, a father. He was not an alcoholic, but he had many symptoms. I had some people tell me that he had symptoms of uh, alcoholism. And, uh, and therefore, my role... Uh, was going to be uh, uh, needing to be sensitive to where he he was in his life. Um, what I'm saying is, I think when you have said, even just you use that phrase, and I wrote it down, I, I've tried to be respectful. Um, now, I personally believe that no one can make us I think every everyone needs to be respected and regardless of what somebody else does that doesn't keep me from being respectful it doesn't keep you from being respectful what no matter what another person does and so I think that is absolutely key. It doesn't help to be disrespectful. That's not going to help in any way. But uh, my prayer would be that one day she would finally decide, you know, what I'm doing isn't working. And this is where what happens with many people. They'll see where they are and they realize they are making themselves miserable, even though they will blame it initially on others. Do you agree with that? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what is helpful is for you to be consistent. What is your age, Lauren? 33. Okay. Well... I'm going to do something that I think might be helpful to you. I'm just going to send you as a gift from our ministry something that will give you a lot of insight. Uh, it's on alcohol and drug abuse. The subtitle is Breaking Free and Staying Free. Breaking Free and Staying Free. There are thousands of people every year that decide I need help and there are different programs that can help them. There are organizations that, that help. There are counselors and you're right about that. Uh, it could be helpful for her to go to a counselor but there are programs that are designed um, where, there, where this is an expertise now, there's a point at which they have to be willing to say, okay, I, I don't like where I am now. I don't know what to do about it. So I'm willing 
to get help. And so what I'm going to do, I'll be sending this to you. And uh, I know at times when a parent isn't at their best, um, that doesn't mean that if you're not respected now or you're not treated well now, it doesn't mean that you'll always be treated disrespectfully. Um, I think you being consistent, you being consistently caring, if she has a need, you mentioned something about for phone numbers. Of course, you can do those things. Now, if she is rude, if it's to you, there, there's, there's a point at which you could say, now is not a good time for us to be together. Or, um, that, or and you can say, <laughs> I feel that was rude. I, I, I need to, to, in other words, you don't, you don't stay being another person's punching bag. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am, definitely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. So it's my point is it's not um, you should be verbally uh, attacked and you just do nothing or, or physically attacked. Um, you, you separate yourself. You say, now is not, and that may be by, by phone if she's, um, and it's not you hanging up on her. Hanging up would be the slamming of the phone. Now, there can be... By the way, do you live in in her area? I live close by. I live about like, like 20, 30 minutes away, not too far away. Okay. Um, I'm thinking if... if I think that it needs to be if she is rude to you, you just say, obviously, now is not a good time for us to be together, and you leave and just say, and I'll be back. It's it's not, I'm going to take all my marbles. I'm never going to play marbles with you again. It's not. It's not that. It's saying, in other words, we don't reward rudeness. So you can separate yourself, and ju but just say, um, I'll be back at some time. You know, or, in other words, you're, it's not that you're um, hanging up on her. Now, if you're on the phone and she has, um, she's being, rude and or whatever term you want to use disrespectful you can just on the phone say uh, obviously now is not a good time for us to talk so we'll talk later so I'm going to be hanging up right now and you hang up the phone that's different from hanging up on someone where it's slamming the phone in their ear. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am, definitely. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the advice. 
And I'm going to keep it in mind. Thank you so much. Well, you, it is, your role is, it can be very important. Let, let me ask a question. Are you in a church? I do go to church. I do go to church, and I was a member of the church. I was baptized in the church when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much like a member, but I just, like, I stopped going for a while because I was in a car accident, and I didn't feel a lot of support from the pastor, so I just, like, distanced mm. myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just thinking sometimes there can be something that's spiritually meaningful where when and I was just thinking the role that you could have um, and and I'm sorry that the pastor uh, was a disappointment um, but there are many many positive churches when you get to be a part of a of church fellowship, and it sounds as though your mom has kind of given up on right now. Um, she she's been hurt over this divorce, or you said she's also angry with God and people. Uh, but that doesn't mean that. In fact, the Bible is very clear. We are to bear one another's burdens, and in this way we fulfill the law of Christ. Um, There are times when we reach out and have specific uh, help from, from Scripture. And I'm wondering if that might be a key role down the road that you would have where I remember having a, a father who was he said, I'm not a Christian. I don't have to go by Christian ethics. And, you know, Christianity is a crutch. But uh, it, it, he, he later changed. Now, I didn't think he would change, but he did. And it made all the difference in the world. Um, and I'm wondering if the Lord might use you in some way to be a bridge builder. Uh, a bridge, in other words, to help her get where she can be helped in a very practical way, uh, even by church members. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. 
Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living to help you address your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics, over 100 in fact, and uh, there is sure to be something that connects with what you're dealing with in life. Just call our customer support team and they can help you to uh, connect with our resources either by uh, online. We have resources there that are free and even downloadable. You can take a look there on uh, so many topics. There are quick reference guides. Also, you can order directly from them uh, any of the keys for living that might be helpful for you. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. And that's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you with whatever you need from our resources. Let me recommend one of those called Alcohol and Drug Abuse, Breaking Free and Staying Free. Again, the number at uh, customer support is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also take a look at the website at uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you'll find all of our keys for living, also Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as uh, books and uh, Bible studies, even music CDs that June has produced over the years. It's called, it's the uh, website, Hope for the Heart. Store. Returning now, June, to our conversation with Lauren. Lauren, I want to emphasize you are not doing anything wrong because you said you that was the concern that you had. Um, your mother's choices are her choices, but you don't make her... Uh, do self-destructive acts. Is that clear? Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. Thank you for making that clear. That's that's very important because you do have a role. Now, let me let me talk about boundaries. Um, as a rule, people who have chemical dependencies, uh, they often require a firm approach, meaning have a clear, non-negotiable boundary um, can be necessary to help a person break a drug uh, reliance of alcohol abuse. Addicts also need emotional support. 
of those who will consistently reinforce responsible choices, being compassionate, but also firmly enforcing repercussions of irresponsible actions. Therefore, what would happen is it will provide the best opportunity for her to make positive change. So what that means for you is for you to understand you do have a significant role, especially as a daughter. Um, you want to ask yourself, what is my role in this situation? You know, am I, am I making it easy or difficult for her dependence to continue? Um, determine that you're going to be a positive influence and will plan ways to do that effectively. You can even write out um, specific destructive events that, you know, resulting from her dependency. Um, and I'm talking about to help her see how she is um, not helping herself, how she's hurting herself, and where you have you write out particular times that if she is being right-minded, um, that she can see, you know, this, this is not good what I'm doing. And you can later say, I've seen how your behaviors destructively are impacting your life you know and and now an enabler do you know the term enabler yes ma'am okay well an enabler would be the kind of person who would um buy things that are not right for her for her to, to you know that would be reinforcing her her alcohol problem, um, but you would say it's not right for me to enable you to harm yourself, uh, and so what you're trying to do is periodically when there has been destructive behavior on her part, just to say, you know, Mom, I care about you. I want what's best for you. This that you've done is not, it's harming your relationships or it's, it's harming you. And I care too much to just say, well, it's okay. And, and be aware without boundaries, um, in other words, you, you need to have boundaries, but you don't want to love someone. It's called loving your loved one to death by not having a boundary. Because there's, there's the Bible says there's a way that appears right, but in the end it leads to death. So what you're going to want to do is be consistently 
respectful, as you've already said. You that that's what you that's who you are. You've tried to be respectful, and she's going to need. There, there's a point at which they can become sick and tired of being sick and tired. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. And so she's got to come to the end of of being. I I had an uncle who was an alcoholic, and he uh, ultimately lost his business. He lost his wife, uh, and uh, the problem would be if he did not <clears throat> ever have help. Now he he reached out finally for help, and finally was able to. Uh, become sober and this is not a quick fix but to have someone that it, it's like and and they they can even know they're being disrespectful but it's like well I'm hurting too much I I have a right to <laughs> be rude it's no that's not right and so it could be by your involvement in her life um, that she, that you you can be the lifeline that she could hold on to, knowing that you're not going to give up on her. And I would say, Mom, I'm not going to give up on you. Just as you wouldn't want somebody to give up on you, would you, Lauren? Yes, ma'am. Okay, you understand. So. Um, what some people do is they get into a support group. Um, There are support groups for those that have loved ones. And that can be helpful for you. Have you ever, are you familiar with a support group like that? One is called Al-Anon. I've I've heard of them. I've heard of them. I've heard of them, and I've talked to the I've talked in AA group before, and I've listened to AA group before, but I've never actually gotten her to go to AA group. Is that what you recommend? Well, if you attend for a while, you know you can decide how long to for you to even go to Al-Anon or a group like that. Um, that means the person who is uh, not the addicted one, it would be for you as the one who's willing to be of help. It, they come up with many, many creative ideas that could help you in the long run help her. Celebrate Recovery is in many churches. Celebrate Recovery is uh, a faith-based help organization. Uh, Are you familiar with Celebrate Recovery? Um, uh, Yes, I've heard of them. Okay. You could call at several churches just to see, do you have, or maybe the organization itself. uh, I know it it began in uh, uh, California, but the point is you could see what churches 
they would, and I, I'm only aware of Celebrate Recovery in, in, held in churches, but, and these are usually uh, biblically-based good churches, and um, that could be hugely helpful to you um, to, because you're, you're looking for how to make a difference in your mom's life and what could be possible for you to know um, that that could make a, a true difference. Um, I, I, that I would do. And then when the time is right, after you've received wisdom in this area, um, you can determine what, what, uh, what's the next step. By the way, um, in, our, in our what we call Keys for Living, we have Celebrate Recovery at um, www.celebraterecovery.com. So um, it's CelebrateRecovery.com. And there are other organizations that we have listed, but that would be, I think, a, a very positive um, step on your part. You can't know uh, all the things that are available when it's not been your world but it's your mom's world right now and she does need help and uh, I'm going to pray that what we send you again uh, alcohol and a drug abuse uh, breaking free and staying free uh, I pray that this will be of help to you because um, I, I love that you care about your mom and that um, she definitely needs help. The forgiveness part is huge. Um, and we have material on that also. I um, just taught on that on Saturday and Sunday. And the reason I'm saying that is the need is great for it, even not having anything to do with alcohol or any kind of addiction. Um, those who cannot forgive are in bondage, and that will be a, a hugely helpful area. Um, if you would like for us to talk about it, we can do that uh, at, uh, at another time. I'm happy because to, to help you with that. Uh, you continue to hang on to hope. We will send our keys for living on alcohol and drug abuse called Breaking Free and Staying Free. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.